Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on this episode of 9 to Thrive HR. My name is Mary Fran, and I'm the Senior Research Analyst at HCI. I am joined here today by my colleague, Jenna Filipkowski, Head of Research at HCI, and Jessica McFerrin. She's responsible for understanding the changing dynamics of the workplace and employee benefits at Kindercare Education at Work, where she's the Product Marketing Manager, a proud working mom of a 14-month-old son, and a passionate advocate for organizations supporting working families. Welcome. Jessica, I'd like to start with you. For what reasons did Kindercare choose to partner with HCI on this signature series? Yeah, we continue to partner with HCI to really be a partner to organizations to understand the problems that they're facing and how they're utilizing benefits to really address these needs and what kind of room we have to help them. Um, they are faced with a lot of talent management problems right now, now that it's more of an employee market, so attracting, retaining, and productivity. Um, we really believe at Kindercare Education at Work these are not mutually idea- exclusive ideas to say that you can support your employees and drive better business results. So we really want to understand what's going on with organizations and what organizations are doing it really well to help model for other organizations and provide that resource. Um, and part of this research that was really great is that these are really you could start taking action tomorrow or today. These are really, there's some low hanging fruit in terms of things that you can do to communicate with your family. So um, our previous research was really focused on paid leave and family care benefits explicitly. And this time we really wanted to expand and understand the holistic benefits experience and employee experience to understand how kind of family care benefits um, is a part of that because there is a larger holistic view of these benefits. So were there anything from the results this time that you were most surprised about? And I'll jump in and take that one, Mary Fran. So we've run this research project for the past um, three years, four years, and this is also one of my babies too. I'm so passionate about this topic in terms of making sure employees, organizations are supportive of the demands that they have outside of work. Um, And one of the things I'm most surprised about when I looked at this data and the data from the previous years is how far that organizations still have to go to be truly address the needs that working parents have, that people have with elder care, with um, responsibilities they have outside of work. So I think there's a long way to go. um, And I think this research will be helpful in identifying the areas that are most important to employees to help HR leaders and business leaders to address those gaps. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, obviously that's very surprising to us and it's, you know, there's so much research out there about the growing need, the amount of working families, the um, millennial uh, workforce and their differing needs and so it was just really interesting to see that we're really focusing on benefits in a quote traditional way, focusing on money and healthcare as kind of those main attraction, uh, attracting tools, and then really kind of everything else is kind of a very small percentage and um, family care benefits being a small percentage of that. And to Jenna's point, we, c- we can see that year after year, and that's really not kind of changing. I think the view of paid leave is changing, and there's more appetite there, but really when work and life integrate, which is when you come back to work as a working family, that's when the challenges arise, and that's when there's the most opportunity to support your employees, and that's where um, we're really seeing in the data 
that there's an opportunity to grow there for organizations. So, you know, I'm really interested to hear how this plays into the whole concept of mindful organizations. The title for the report that was generated in this research was Mindful Organizations uh, Crafting Holistic Employee Experiences. So this seems to, to tell HR professionals, you know, what are some good ways to do that? Uh, how do we preserve work-life balance um, to help families thrive, to help employees do their best? And so, um, help me understand the idea of mindful organizations and what we want HR professionals to know about um, making holistic employee experiences possible. This was a new angle or frame we put on the research partnership that we've done over the past few years. So a mindful organization promotes awareness and responsiveness to employee stressors as, a, as part of their talent management and problem-solving approach. So organizations that are mindful understand the needs of their employees, and they also craft experiences and benefits to make sure that they do that. Um, and in the research report that Mary Fran mentioned, which is available for download, um, we talk about our 4C methodology that all mindful organizations do. So they calibrate benefits, they communicate them, and they collaborate with other stakeholders, and they also celebrate the diverse needs of their workforce and make sure that everyone has a voice and they're considered as part of an inclusive culture. So those are the things that the mindful organization does, um, and they also have better outcomes, and you can read about that in the research report. I think what was interesting there, too, is really it's kind of the simple idea, but obviously a little bit more complicated in practice, but really just don't go with assumptions on what your employees need. Really ask them um, and start with, I would say, start with curiosity about what your employees need and poll them and make them kind of a part of this process because I think what is happening is we're focusing so much on kind of those traditional benefits that you're kind of missing out on this low-hanging fruit in terms of benefits that your that your employees want that are probably pretty easy and cost effective to implement and so i think there's just a huge opportunity to just listen um, and understand the demographics of your workforce are going to need different things and just being open to understanding that and knowing that they're going to use the benefits differently there isn't kind of this one size fits all for benefits so you need kind of a comprehensive package to really uh, suit all of those needs. Mm -hmm. And in the research, we looked at six different domains that affect work and life. So these are things like money, health and well-being, growth and development opportunities, the way you design work and the work environment, family needs, and also flexibility. So we looked across the benefits and policies that are offered across these domains. And like you said earlier, Jessica, organizations tend to heavily favor the money and health domain with, while ignoring the other aspects that affect affect people's life, so family, flexibility, um, and even work design. And I've been thinking a lot as we've kind of prepared this research and um, released this research of kind of why that is, and I think a lot of it is this could feel really overwhelming to kind of, I don't know where to start for organizations to understand what their employees need, maybe they feel like they communicate with them too much, and I would say you don't have to necessarily take on the the surveying by yourself. Um, many employee benefits partners can help do this for you. We do this as well. And we often see there's always an assumption about what is needed. And then once we survey the employees, there's actually another benefit that would be um, more beneficial to them. So I just would say you don't have to take this all on yourself. Leverage your partners and ask for additional help and their expertise to help you understand your employees' needs.
I think that's excellent. Um, I think there are some things that might feel common sense, but when you reach out to your employees, you might learn something new. And so, um, and so that's another kind of question I'm going to ask here right now. I mean, as you read this research report, some things seem common sense, but what sort of additional questions has this research topic generated for you? For me, it really, I guess I'm interested in understanding at a deeper level what the breakdown is from the common sense ideas and the implementation of that. Like you had mentioned, these seem kind of common sense. So what are the barriers for organizations to not do these things? Um, so I think, you know, kind of what else is on their plate is, I guess, a lot of questions that um, resonated for me. And then also just there's a huge opportunity. It seems like they're focused mostly on attraction, which is great. Um, I get that in the kind of the war for talent um, employee market we have right now. But if you are attracting top talent and you have an organization that doesn't have a culture that supports those benefits or you don't have, uh, you haven't really invested in retaining your employees, they're going to go out the back door. And so this kind of effort is for, for not in some cases. And so um, really focusing on some retention benefits levers that they can use. And so understanding that um, and why, how to help employers leverage those benefits more. Mm -hmm. And also a point I would like to make, too, about how to build the business case to implement some of these programs. So if you think about your entire workforce, the many generations, the different needs, um, it could be a lot of programs and policies that you're trying to put in place. So how do you pick which ones would have the most impact, and how do you build a business case for making the investment? I think that's a very interesting question as we reflect upon what we learned from this research study. Yeah. I mean, it is important to start there, right? Because you need to argue for why these things are important. But what else might be interesting about helping employees integrate work and life demands other than just someone's bottom line? Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting to me about there is the different generations in the workforce and how their needs change over time and evolve. So me being a young working mom, my needs are different than someone who's aging retirement. So how do you balance the needs that I have with someone who... Um, 30 years my senior. So I think that's interesting. And I think what we learned from the research that there are four different types of organizations of how they approach balancing these needs. So there's the organizations that have high number of benefits and policies, and they also hone a culture that is supportive of the employees being able to take those benefits and policies, and that's the mindful organization. That's the gold standards. Those are the people who integrate work and life. We also see organizations who are, aren't supportive of building that culture, so they might offer things as a way to get you in the door, but it's looked down upon if you do take part of that unlimited PTO, or if you do take more than five days of vacation a year, you might not see career advancement. People might be talking behind your back as you're not a team player or whatever. So those are the dissuader organizations. We also see organizations that are just upfront and they say we don't offer much and we don't have a culture of support. It's kind of a cutthroat place to be and those are the separators so they have a clear separation between the work and life demands on your employees. And we also see organizations that are well-intentioned. So these are organizations maybe smaller. They may not have many benefits and policies to offer their employees, but they do hone that culture of support, and they may, they want the best for their employees, and they are um, understand that they they have a life outside of work, and they are help them balance and integrate that as much as possible. 
And I think what's interesting about helping employees integrate work and life demands is this isn't going away. So technology has officially blurred the lines between work and life and making it really easy to work after hours and kind of there isn't this clear cutoff that there maybe once was. And so I think this is just going to intensify as technology changes, as the workplace changes, as demographics continually to change. And so I think there's just a great opportunity. Yes, there's the business outcomes, but there's also doing the right things by your employees and creating a culture that's uh, supportive and engaging and the employees want to be there. And I think uh, even though there's different needs across the spectrum, people want to work for an employer that cares about them and cares about their fellow employees and has that kind of connection. And so I just think there's a huge opportunity for in organizations to make it more obvious that they're doing these things. I think a lot of times we offer be they offer benefits and they kind of put it on an internet so they don't even know that they have these benefits and that's just kind of to a detriment to both the employee and the employer who's decided to offer these benefits. So make them part of the process. That helps them understand where your values lie as an organization. It makes them feel connected to that experience and that you're listening to them. So I just think there's um, in addition to offering the benefits overall, there's an opportunity to just communicate more about benefits and have that connection with your employees as we're taking care of you. We want to understand how to best serve you. Um, I am also a working mom, as I said before, and so this is a, you know, benefits are hugely, a huge part of my life right now, um, from childcare to medical as well, and so uh, it's, I'm utilizing this, but I also, you know, it affects me as a worker and for my fellow colleagues as well. They experience that if I'm less stressed, that translates to how I work differently. And so I just think there's a larger scale of impact of all these benefits. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree with that. And your point about communication. So in our research report that you could download now, we have a section in there about how to best communicate um, your benefits and policies to your employees to make sure that they're not just living on an internet site somewhere, that they're actually part of your culture and a part of your employee value proposition. And another thing that I was thinking about, and it's not necessarily, it's kind of brought up by this research is, it's easy to perceive kind of a need for work-life balance as distractions, like, oh, you're a working mom, you need um, additional support here. But I also think these are pivotal points in people's lives that change how they work. I'm a better worker since being a mom because I know how to prioritize in a much more meaningful way and get stuff done in a shorter amount of time. So I think also just being curious about how it could be how a positive benefit, how these how the integration of their life also helps them as a worker. I agree. And as working moms all at this table, I think we agree that we're definitely better workers <laughs> because of our children. So I think um, I was going to just spend a minute briefly on the 4C methodology that gets mentioned in the report. Uh, just to recap that, it's calibrate, communicate, collaborate, and celebrate. And I think one of the things that parents have to do well is collaborate. Um, because if you don't communicate, that's one thing, but if you can't work together to get something done, that's another. Um, and so I think collaboration becomes important in these work environments too. Um, when it comes to work-life balance, can you think of examples of the sorts of tactics that work best for people? 
I think, and we see the popularity of this so much in the re- this research and previous ones is flexibility. So deciding how, when, where work gets done. So I know Mary Fran, we work together a lot. So you know that I work in evenings and sometimes weekends just because I, so I could leave earlier and see my son. So I think offering that to all employees, not just obviously employees who have children is such a simple, easy way to show your employees that you care about the stage of life that they're in. And also in this research, we didn't cover it as much, but in previous ones we did about training managers of how to implement and manage flexibility at work. I think it's often just sometimes taken for granted or people's expectations aren't clear. So I think having clear expectations and also some some just brief policy notes about what a flexible working arrangement is, is helpful for the employee and also the employer. And in this research and in the previous research, we see a lot of focus in kind of pumping rooms, which is great, but that's a legislation uh, requirement. And then um, we see a lot of paid leave, which is great. And then flexible time, which I also uh, benefit from. And I that definitely helps me kind of juggle the demands of being a working mom. But in this research, we also see that a, not a lot of support beyond kind of flexibility happens when you have working parents back in the workforce. So simple things of just educating when someone comes back what their childcare options are locally. Like helping kind of parents navigate that is a huge benefit. It's a huge source of stress for finding quality care. Um, Can you afford it? All of those things are huge stressors that then you take back to the workforce. And this research also showed how much um, employees are dealing with financial stress as well, and that's really affecting their productivity. And so just simple things of just this is what's available in the area, partnerships with child care providers, so just helping them out, that helps immensely. It's a very simple thing, but just giving some focus to a landscape that can be pretty hard to navigate for families. Well, Jessica, thanks for this today. This is important research. Thank you for having me, and I hope this helps organizations better address their employees' needs. And Jenna, thanks too for your insights. Oh, I love this topic. So glad to be here. I appreciate it. I'd also like to thank all of you for tuning in and encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you've enjoyed what you've heard. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, and on the YouTube channel, HCI Talent. Lastly, One more big thank you to Jessica and Jenna for enlightening our listeners. For 9 to Thrive HR and all of HCI, thank you for listening.